Danda means stick and Taraha means to hold. Rinam of human society. Shuba Ashuba Vivechanaha. Who discriminates between what is auspicious and inauspicious. This is an interesting instruction. Who's speaking here? Let's see who's speaking. Yamadutas. Okay. Who are the Yamadutas speaking to? Yamaraj. The Supreme Judge must be one, not many. It was our understanding that you were the Supreme Judge and that you have jurisdiction even over the demigods. Hmm. That's the first two lines. Atasvam ekobutanam. Amongst all of the living entities, saishvaranam, including the demigods, adishvaraha, there's only one. And we thought that was you. Our impression was that you are the master of all living entities, the supreme authority who discriminates between the pious and impious activities of all human beings. Shubha, Ashubha. Okay. Text number eight. Tasyate hito dando naloke vatate druna. Chaturir adbutai shidhar agyate vipralambita. But now we see that the punishment ordained under your authority is no longer effective. Since your order has been transgressed by four wonderful and perfect persons. Purport, the Yamadutas had been under the impression the Yamaraj was the only person in charge of administering justice. They were fully confident that no one could counteract his judgments. But now, to their surprise, his order had been violated by the four wonderful persons from Shiddhaloka. Text number nine. Niyamanam tavadeshad asmapiyatanadvihan yamotrayan patikinam chitva pashan prasayate. We were bringing the most sinful ajamil toward the hellish planets, following your order. When those beautiful persons from Siddhaloka forcibly cut the knots of the ropes with which we were arresting him. Shulavishmanath Chakrabarti Thakur remarks that the Yamadutas wanted to bring the Vishnadutas before Yamaraj. If Yamaraj could then have punished the Vishnadutas, the Yamadutas would have been satisfied. Text 10. Tangste vedita machchamo yadino manyasekshamam narayanetye pihite ma. Bhair Ityayur Rutam 
As soon as the sinful Ajamil uttered the name Narayana, these four beautiful men immediately arrived and reassured him, saying, Do not fear. Do not fear. Ma Bhaya. Do not fear. We wish to know about them from your Lordship. If you think we're able to understand them, kindly describe who they are. Purport, you ought to carry as a Yamaraj being very much aggrieved because of their defeat by the four Vishnu Dutas, wanted to bring them before Yamaraj and, if possible, punish them. Otherwise, they decide to commit suicide. Before pursuing either course, however, they wanted to know about the Vishnu Dutas from Yamaraj, who was also omniscient. Text 11. Sri Bhagavan Niruvacha Iti Devasa Aprishtaha Raja Samyamano Kamaha Rita Svadutan Pratyaha Smaran Padfambujam Hare Sri Sugadev Goswami said, Thus, having been questioned, Lord Yamaraj, the Supreme Controller, of living entities was very pleased with his order carriers because of hearing from them the holy name of Narayan. He remembered the lotus feet of the Lord and began to reply. Therefore, Shil Yamaraj, the supreme controller of the living entities in terms of their pious and impious activities, was very pleased with his servants because they had chanted the holy name of Narayan in his dominion. Yamaraj has to deal with men who are all sinful and who can hardly understand Narayan. Consequently, when his order carriers uttered the name of Narayan, he was extremely pleased for he also is a Vaishnava. Text 12. Yama Uva Chaparo Madanyo Jagatas Tatushascha Otam Potam Palava Yatra Vishvam Yadashmatosya Stiti Jamanasha Nasyo Pavadyasya Vashechalaplokaha Yamara said, My dear servants, you have accepted me as the Supreme, but factually I am not. Above me and above all the other demigods, including Indra and Chandra, is the one supreme master and controller. The partial manifestations of his personality are Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, who are in charge of the creation, maintenance and annihilation of this universe. He is like the two threads that form the length and breadth of a woven cloth. The entire world is controlled by him, just as a bull is controlled by a rope in its nose. Purport, the order carriers of Yamaraj suspected that there was a ruler even above Yamaraj. To eradicate their doubts, Yamaraj immediately replied, yes, there is one supreme controller above everything. 
Yamaraj is in charge of some of the moving living entities, mainly the human beings. But the animals, who also move, are not under his control. Only human beings have consciousness of right and wrong. And among them, only those who perform simple activities come under the control of Yamaraj. Therefore, although Yamaraj is a controller, he is only a departmental controller of a few living entities. There are other demigods who control many other departments. But above them all is one supreme controller, Krishna. Ishvaraha Parama Krishna Satchit Ananda Vigraha. The supreme controller is Krishna. Others who control their own departments in the affairs of the universe are insignificant in comparison to Krishna. The Supreme Controller. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita chapter 7, text 7, Mata Paratharam Nanyat Kinchit Asti Tanajaya. My dear Dhanajaya, Arjuna, no one is superior to me. Therefore, Yamaraj immediately cleared away the doubts of his assistants, the Yamadutas, by confirming that there is a supreme controller above all others. Shri explains that the words Oktam, Proktam, Refer to the cause of all causes. So, otam is crosswise and protam is lengthwise. <coughs> That's in reference to the weaving of a cloth. Right? The Supreme Lord is both vertical and horizontal to the cosmic manifestation. This is confirmed by the following verse from the Skanda Purana. Sita kanta pataha sutra uttaha protas chasa stitaha evam vishna vidam vishvam uttam protam chasam stitam. Like the two threads, horizontal and vertical, of which a cook is manufactured, Lord Vishnu is situated as the vertical and horizontal, horizontal cause of the cosmic manifestation. Swayam Rupa Kadavahyam Dhanati Swapadam Tikam 
मुखम करो Yamadutas are more than a little disturbed by their reshaping their perception of the universe, the universal affairs. They're used to seeing things in a particular way, in a specific way. And in all of their exchanges with the sinful humans, they deal with the humans, Prabhupada points out here with these purports, that the Yamadudas only deal with pious and impious humans, not with the other living entities. But they were under the impression that they and the Yamadutas were in charge of everybody. And their experience with Ajahnil challenged their worldview. Something different. And so therefore challenging. This is, this is very common. When we're faced with something new and we're unfamiliar with it, then it's, it's, it's not unusual for people to be, for the response to be one of shock, of awe, or in this case, challenging. Becoming angry. Why isn't it? Why isn't everything the way I want it, or the way that I'm used to seeing it? Right? It's different, in other words. So this is a, a new experience for the the Yamadutas that they've encountered somebody who is apparently beyond the jurisdiction of Yamaraj. Because in their experience, everybody that they've apprehended has been sinful, pretty much. They leave the pious alone. Well, even they, they bring the pious as well, by the sound of things, right? Even the pious get brought to Yamaraj Raj by the Yamadutas. But not the devotees. Not the devotees. So they have a reasonable concern. We thought that you were in charge. And if you're not in charge, who is? It's not fair that there's more than you know, there's there's more than one playing field here. So what are the rules? You can't you can't pursue a, an ordinary 
life if the, if the rules are being changed all the time. So their request from Yamaraj is quite reasonable. That. And, and it's interesting to see Yamaraj's response. He says, no, I'm not. But immediately he responds, no, I'm not. And he doesn't make out, yes, I'm in charge around here. Which is the usual tendency of, of you know, the living entities who are in charge of something. If their authority is challenged, even though there's somebody above them, they say, no, I'm in charge. Yeah. Cheating propensity. <laughs> so, Yamarajas, yes, there is one supreme controller. And, and uh, what is it? Chara Charam mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, in charge of all the moving and the non-moving living entities, in charge of them all is um, Krishna. And, and uh, this, this brings us to the point of now, who is a controller? There are many controllers. Each one of them having their department to look after in the universal affairs. And so therefore we have millions of demigods. And the demigods' responsibility is to look after various departments of the universal affairs. Yamaraj being in charge of the pious and impious living entities and who determines then where they go after the time of death. This is the human beings, right? Um, mentions here, it's mentioned here in the Bhagavad And of course there are many controllers. Even uh, the controllers of the, the, you know, the supreme controller, if you like, of the universal affairs, Lord Brahma. And there are many Brahmas because there are many universes throughout the creation. But despite his being in charge or in control, he is um, also subservient to Krishna. We see that in the in the pastime of Brahma stealing the, the calves and the cowherd boys. He wanted to challenge Krishna. And so stole Krishna's friends and the, the calves But what happened? Krishna immediately replaced them. Each one of them, to the unique detail of their character and personality, such that nobody could tell. And so for a year, only for a moment of Lord Brahma, but a year of our time, the, 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 uh, the residents of Vrindavan the, the, the cows and the, the gopis 
um, the parents of the of their children, the cowherd boys and the, and the calves, had Krishna as their. They all wanted to have Krishna as their son or their child. Uh, they all wanted to have the, the cows included because of their affection for Krishna, uh, and uh, so they got their desire fulfilled. And uh, but Brahma was completely bewildered because he just. Uh, turned away for a moment and then came back and, and he saw all of the, the cowherd boys and, and the calves as they were originally. Completely bewildering. So, many controllers within the creation, right up to Brahma. But they're all, we are all, under the control of Krishna. And Prabhupada quotes here, the prayer of Brahma, Ishvaraha Parama Krishna Satchit Ananda Vigraha Anadya Adya Govinda Sarvakaranakaranam The cause of all causes. So, uh, this information was not understood by the Yamadutas. And so therefore their confusion when the Vishnu Dutas arrived, when Ajamil chanted the name of Narayan and cut the ropes that were binding Ajamil because of his chanting the, the holy name of Narayan, the Yamadu is very shocked. This had never happened to them before. They had only been used to dealing with the pious and the impious, but not the transcendentalists, right? So we've got what have we got? We've got karma, vi karma and akarma three types of action described in the Bhagavad Gita karma means that which is pious activities activities which are performed according to the prescriptions recommended for the normal course of action of duties within one's life within one's existence and vikarma, and so they're recommended, recommended actions. And then vikarma is, is impious activity. So, and, and each one of these has a reaction. You know, karma kind of means action, but also reaction. So, the Yamadudas are dealing primarily with those who are performing pious and impious activities. If you're pious, you're elevated to the heavenly planets in the, in, in the human species. Right? Or you remain in the human... Mode of goodness means go to the heavenly planets. Mode of passion means stay amongst the human beings. Right? Mode of ignorance means where you go. 
What's that? Yes. Woof, woof. Eeyore. You become an animal. And, you know, before that, you get punished. Right? You have to be... To be... We, we read all about this in the previous canto. Uh, in order for the living entity to... Because he's been enjoying the facilities of the human, of human life. Right? We're enjoying wonderful facilities as human beings. Senses are acute. Intelligence is high. We have a lot of facilities as human beings. But if we misuse those facilities, then there's a reaction. But because we're used to having those facilities, we need to be conditioned to accept an animal body. And so therefore, the, the, the hellish planets are prescribed for those living entities who misbehave and need to be conditioned so that they'll accept an animal body in the next lifetime for, for training, for training purposes. Huh? <clears throat> so, Vishnu did it, uh, sorry, the Yamadudas are, are, are used to dealing with these karma, karmis and vikarmis. Huh? But now, the, the Yamadudas are uh, faced with somebody completely different. Uh, a, a person who's acting on the transcendental platform. The, the devotee. And we can see here how special a devotee is. Uh, anybody who's engaged Enchanting the holy name. Right? Yamaraj became happy when he heard the, the Yamadudas chanting the name of Narayan. Right? This is a symptom of a devotion. When they see others chanting, they become happy. Right? Just like when we go on Hari Nam and then we see people mimicking the devotees. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Now, they don't even chant the mantra properly, but the devotees are happy. Because by chanting the, the, the holy name, their, their past impiety is eradicated. It's, they're, they're, they're not going to suffer the ignominy of out the face Yamaraj, being captured by the Yamadutas. One uh, a chance. Very, very special position. So they're, they're on the platform of Akarma. No reactions, no material reactions for their activities. So this is this was this was a new thing for the Vishnu Dudas. And and Perhaps because, you know, there's a mixture here. 
this, this is a slightly confusing situation because at the same time as chanting, he's also performing sinful activities. As well. He wasn't, he wasn't a, 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 a siddha. <laughs> he's a bit mixed up. Right. I don't know if you've noticed, but especially in Kali Yuga, the devotees can be a little bit mixed up. You may have even noticed it in yourself. <laughs> but yet, still, just see how special a devotee is, even if he's a little bit mixed up. But not subject to the conditions of Yamaraj. Quite interesting. This highlights the importance of, of what's our what's the first offence in chanting Hare Krishna? What's the first offence in chanting Hare Krishna that we recite? What's the first one? One who has dedicated the life for getting What's that? One who has dedicated his life. To blaspheme the devotees who have dedicated their lives. Yeah, so spreading the chanting of Hare Krishna. So, uh, very, very special position illustrated here by the by the Yama, by Yamadudu, by the Yamadudas and Yamaraj of the position of a devotee, the one who chants, one should not judge a devotee by his external manifestations. Which is what is happening with the Yamadudas. They're seeing that Ajahnya was being sinful. He's sinful. And so they're thinking, oh, he should be punished. Without appreciating or understanding the potency of Chan, the name of Narayan. Pretty amazing. <coughs> and why we should be very respectful to the. They're not under the jurisdiction, the devotees are not under the jurisdiction of the material energy or under the jurisdiction of Yamaraj, but rather the devotees are under the jurisdiction of Krishna. And, and so, of course, that doesn't mean there's another offence. What's number seven? Yes, so that doesn't mean, you know, you can be, you can chant Hare Krishna and do what you like. Right? No, because... But even still, there is very, very special dispensations for the for the, the devotees because they're under, you know, Krishna, Ishvara, Sarvabhutana, Ridesha, Arjuna, Tishtati. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that I'm the controller of everybody. How? How is Krishna the controller of everybody? How does he do that? Super soul. Yes, as the Paramatma. As the Paramatma. This is one of the 
features of the Lord. And when one becomes a devotee, then one understands Brahman, the all-pervasive, uh, all um, omni, the all-pervasive presence of the Lord, the power, the energy, the energy of God within everything that maintains everything. Right? This is the Brahman. The Brahman feature. Which is an impersonal aspect. But only a partial, a partial understanding of God. Then there's the Paramatma, the super soul, who's present within the heart of everyone, within all of the atoms, within everything, who's Directing the wanderings of all, you know, this is the, this is a chitya shakti of God. Impossible for us to conceive. How is it possible for one person to manage the affairs of all of the other persons? Right? We can't even manage our own affairs. <laughs> so how is it possible? It's just mind blowing. And he's a person. And he's a person. That's just that's a person that you could talk to. Have a have a a relationship with, but yet who's in charge of everybody in this form of the, the super souls, the Paramatma. And then of course Bhagavan, the Supreme Ishvara Paramatma Krishna Vigraha. So this is this is uh, this is quite uh, amazing. Uh, yeah. What, is, what, what did Krishna say in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita about the soul? What's that verse? So many verses. No, uh, we're only looking for one. Don't let us down. Yeah. 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 He looks. The soul is. What is that verse? Yes, who says that? Ascharyava. Some look on the soul as amazing. Some speak of the soul as amazing. Some hear of the soul as amazing. And some, even after hearing about it, don't understand it at all. Right? Yeah. So Krishna is amazing. That's what Lord Brahma found out. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? Krishna's amazing. And not only is Krishna amazing, but all of his devotees are amazing too. Right? They're not of the material world. 
this is uh, this is this is a trick, if you like, of the the vision of a Vaisnava is that he doesn't see the devotees as being part of the material world. He only sees them as being from Vaikuntha. Right? The demigods, when they see the devotees, they see four-handed, they see these, the Siddha, they see residents of Siddha Loka, not residents of Patala Loka or wherever. You know, sometimes when we have a running with the devotee, we have disagreements, we think, how can you be a devotee? You should be in hell. Huh? How often have the wives told their husbands, you're not a devotee, you're a demon? <laughs> or their children? <laughs> or like vice versa. The children are being chastised by their parents and they say, you don't really love me. You say you love me, but you don't love me. Huh? But of course the parents love the children. So, you know, it's easy, easy to be distract, distracted by the externals and not see the internal. Which is why, why we study the Shastra, because Prabhupada, the, the Acharyas recommended that we see, we see you know, the devotees see the world differently to everybody else. Right? We, where they, you know, see materialistic people, we see devotees. We see residents of Vaikuntha. We see forearms, not, you know, horns. Demons. So, this is quite instructive. Uh, this 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 pastime, um, we can learn a lot. That and and the Yamadutas are learning here. We can learn from their experience how one has to understand how Krishna is the controller in the form of the Paramatma, Ishvara, Sarvabhutana. I'm in the heart of all living entities. Brahmayam Sabhavutanam. What's the next one? Yantra Rudhani Mayaya. Yeah. Everybody is situated as if on a machine made of material energy. And so we see the material energy, but we see also the soul. Right? Now, how many of us can actually see a soul? Okay, how many of us can see the super soul? It's about eight inches in the total time it's described in the heart of a human. Right? So, uh, you know, with material eyes, you can't see. Right? With the material senses, we can't see these features. Because Why is that? Because they're not material. These are purely spiritual phenomena. Right? And a spiritual phenomena cannot be appreciated or measured 
uh, by material senses. Right? Can't be. These things can only be perceived by spiritual vision, transcendental vision. And so how do we get transcendental vision? We get transcendental vision by hearing from the Guru, by hearing from the Sadhus, and by studying the Shastra. And that's how we're, we're recommended to see through the eyes of Shastra. Shastra Chakshu. Right. And so this, this is what we, we, we uh, I mentioned this the other day. So we believe, we believe, or we have great faith in personalities like the Vishnu Dutas, or even the Yama Dutas. Right? How many people? How many of you seen the Yama Dutas? You have yeah. I think it was some time ago though. Yeah. Not this lifetime. And not the previous one. Because yeah. you were born in a family of devotees. Yeah. If you're born in a family of devotees, you didn't see the Yamadutas in your previous life. Yeah. Well, you might have, might have, I suppose. You could be very, very fortunate in this lifetime. That's also a possibility. But, you know, we can see these things and we can appreciate these things because we're, you know, one of the austerities of the body and the austerities of, well, austerities of the of speech, right? It's mentioned in the 17th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Austerity of speech is to regularly recite the Vedic literature. Right? And so this is how we're able to hone our transcendental vision, our spiritual vision, is by regularly absorbing our consciousness in the descriptions of the universal affairs as presented in the, in the Bhagavatam, as presented especially in the Bhagavad Gita. <coughs> so that we can see, you know, otherwise, what's the differentiation, say for example, between one person and another? We see a, a devotee, he's driving a motor car, he's going to the bank, he's doing his business, and, and the, you know, the, the man next door is driving to the bank, he's doing his business, but we, we see akarma. No material reactions for the devotees, but we see reactions for the kami or the vikami. Huh? So how do we see that? How do we know? We only know because it's what, it's how, it's what we've heard from the sadhus. It's what we've heard from the spiritual masters the spiritual teachers. And, and, and effectively, why we're encouraged to see things just at Chakshu is because the spiritual master and the sadhu and really they're the same, effectively the same, is that they repeat the they repeat what they've heard. But Prabhupada says it's not difficult to be a guru. All you have to do is repeat Krishna's instructions. Right? 
puts his little water in there. So, uh, this is how we're able to see and have great faith in the, you know, personalities like the young Dutas and the, and the Vishnu Dutas and, and the potency of chanting Hare Krishna. We see it, we experience it actually. Right? We experience... How do you feel when you've chanted Hare Krishna with attention? You're actually listening to the Maha Mantra. How do you feel? Okay? Just okay? <laughs> you can be having a terrible day. Right? The whole world's ganging up on you. Right? Nothing's going right. Yet, after chanting 16 rounds, you feel like a champion. Huh? Okay, bring it on. I can do anything. That's how you, how you feel. Of course, that's Krishna. One minute, everything is a mess. The next minute, you're in Vaikuntha. The Sankirtan devotees have experienced this many, many times. Right? Uh, uh, um, Manna Sundari told me the other day, I, I, I'd said, uh, um, I wrote her a thank you note. You know, um, we use Teams for our communications, Microsoft Teams. Right? And it has a, an app called, uh, what is it called? Viva, Viva, something, can't remember what it's called. But anyway, as this little feature, it reminds me, you can switch it on yourself if you're using it, and it reminds you to send appreciation to others. Right? Not a bad feature. So, it reminds, so when it reminds me, I think, okay, four people are going to write I'm going to say thank you to four people. So, you know, if you get a thank you from me, it's, it's just me being prompted by artificial intelligence. <laughs> but of course, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So I wrote to Mother Sundry, thanking it. Because it's been tough managing Rade's. It's been tough managing all of the restaurants, even services at the temple, because we sh there's a you know, shortage of manpower. Uh, although actually there's not really it's just you've got to keep asking people until you find the person who says yes you've got to just keep asking this is Sankatan right? you'll be having a terrible day a terrible day so I thank Madhana Sudhari for uh, keeping Radez going and she wrote back and said you know, and I said you had a good day yesterday they did very well 1300 and she said yes but by 7 o'clock we'd only done Three hundred dollars, right? And they did thirteen hundred or something that particular day. So by seven o'clock, they're thinking, "Oh, why are we open?" <laughs> but then in the last two hours, everybody came in, right? and many of us who've done Sankirtan and we've gone all day and got nothing, and you think the whole world has forsaken you, you know? Krishna doesn't exist. Nobody likes me. I might, you know, what is that? Uh, nobody loves me. I might as well go and eat worms. You heard that? 
the children's, a children's one. But then all of a sudden one person comes along or you meet one person and they want to buy a full set of books. <laughs> they just say to you, you're trying to sell you know, one book to 200 people in a day, nobody's interested in it. At the end of the day, one person comes along, you show them the book and they say, oh, I want to buy a set of those, I've been looking for you. Uh, so then you realise, I'm not in control, Krishna's in control. And Krishna's inconceivable. Or, what is it? Uh, the first rule is Krishna is con in control and the second rule is anything can happen. Right, so we shouldn't lose, lose faith. And we should always try to maintain this transcendental, this transcendental vision. And the way to keep that transcendental vision is Prabhupada said, you know, regularly read or regularly attend classes regularly recite the Vedic literature very important for us so that we can always have well, so we can be pious actually and, and in, in being pious there's pious activity then that, that awards us that piety awards us and it's not material piety. It's spiritual. That awards us then this ability to see things from the you know, from this from the spiritual platform, not from the gross external material platform. And being able to see Krishna in, in the form of the supreme controller guiding the wanderings of, of everybody. Or seeing, and here's this example, the interesting example of the vertical and the horizontal. And it's likened to a thread, right? Or two threads, two types of thread anyway. Um, in making a cloth, which 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 is, and what, what is it here? Um, Chris, uh, Otam Protam, where is it? Otam Protam, there it is. And it's, it's, Otam is crosswise and Protam is lengthwise. And, and Prabhupada mentions here horizontal and vertical. Lord Vishnu is situated as the vertical and horizontal cause of the cosmic manifestation. So horizontal, that means horizontal this way, and vertical means all this, but that means everywhere, effectively. But described as a cloth. Described as a cloth. Or meditated on as a cloth. Ultimately that covers everything. So, in order for us to see that and appreciate that, we need this Shastra Chakshush. We need to be able to see, not with our material senses, but we need to be able to see with spiritual senses. Then we'll be able to see, you know, the Yamadutas. Well, we don't want to see the Yamadutas. The Vishnu Dutas. Lord Vishnu. We need to be able to appreciate the presence of Krishna in the form of the super soul. 
We need to be able to appreciate the presence of the devotees as the representatives of the Lord and respect and honour them. Uh, the, the devotees are, are to be honoured as good as God. So long as they're behaving in a godly fashion. Yes. Right? <laughs> but even if they aren't, we're still meant to be respectful knowing that it's just a temporary temporary uh, um, aberration temporary situation the ladies are always respectful even if they're and, and we see that in Ajamil even though Ajamil had been engaging in improper activities because he was chanting the name of Narayan and of course at this point he had he's, he's perfected his we, we read before he's gone and lived in a temple he's situated in samadhi and so now he's on a completely transcendental platform and so therefore liberated the, the, the Yamadudas didn't come and get him the Vishnadudas again appeared these residents of Siddhartha appeared and took him back to Vaikuntha. So we need to see that in the devotees, that, that vision is imperative, even if there might be some discrepancy. Interesting. Okay, does anybody have any comments or questions on these points? Let's wait and see if we don't get a question on the topic. You have to listen, my boy. I said, let's wait. Uh, you can ask in a minute, but let's see if somebody's got a question. You have to see, sometimes devotees haven't processed everything that you've said, so it's got to settle a little bit. And then after settling, somebody will say, you said, And silence is embarrassing, right? Oh, nobody's saying anything. Oh, ouch. 
But actually, if you wait, just wait. Silence doesn't hurt anybody. Anybody hurt by silence? It doesn't last very long anyway, especially the devotees. <laughs> Mahatmaji. Thank you very much for a wonderful class. My only question was, is there any reference how the Mystic potency. I don't know. It doesn't mention here, so we can assume they had some shakti, special shakti. Right? When the devotees chant, their simple reactions are eradicated, right? The reactions are cut. Even it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam how our confusion, our illusion is cut by knowledge. Right? Ignorance is cut by knowledge. So there's something mystic going on there. Mystical. Spiritual. Yeah. See, there was a question. Just had to wait. And you can always rely on Mahatma for a question. Because uh, he listens. He listens. He listens. He listens. And if you listen, yeah. Abai, what's your question? Off the topic. It's not a good topic. Um, Prabhu, yeah. So, in, in the offense, there's no offense. Like, we're shocked with this person about the Lord. I can't hear you. Can you speak a bit, like, double the volume? Okay. So, um, in the offenses, Yes. There is an offence that um, you know we instruct a faithless person about the crimes of God. Yes. Yes. And what number is it? Um, I think nine. Yeah, number nine. Yes. yes. And um, so, but we go out for book distribution and that. So, is that also an offence? Is it an offence? No. Uh, ha having somebody take a book is different to instructing them on the glories of Chan Hare Krishna. Of course, the book might tell them that. But Prabhupada makes a point that the devotees risk the committing them of offences by others in preaching. But they understand that that's for the benefit of others and they're prepared to accept that reaction. So generally speaking though, we don't, you know, speak about intimate details of bhakti to people who have no introduction. And so we give them general information about what's in the book or whatever, right? So, whilst it may be connected to or related to chanting, we're not specifically instructing them on you know, the, the glories of chanting Hare Krishna. More indirect. And so therefore it's, it's not considered an offence. In fact, it's considered to be... It is, Krishna says in the, in the 18th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, there is no one more dear to me than he who teaches the Bhagavad Gita to the devotees. So Krishna actually appreciates 
those who go out of their way to encourage um, others to to turn Hare Krishna. Yeah. So there's a subtle difference between telling somebody to turn Hare Krishna um, and telling them, you know, the intimate, intricate, de- intimate details. Is that all right? Yeah. Anything else? We better get going because those guys have just gone and they might eat all breakfast. All breakfast. What do you think? <laughs> okay, congratulations, Bhagavatam Kijai, Sri Prabhupada Kijai, Gaurav Bhakti